And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. I want to say, you know, my deepest condolences to Walt Harris and his family. Uh, he lost his stepdaughter, Anaya Blanchard, just recently. Uh, that whole incident is horrible. No parent should ever have to go through that and have to bury their child. And I just want to say, you know, my heart goes out to you, brother. I am so sorry. And uh, whatever you need, prayers are with you. But last thing I want to say is to the people that, you know, in some ways, I'm not saying you did it, but there was a judge that put that, that animal out there because he had been arrested for kidnapping and attempted murder and he was out on bail. This time he just completes the mission. So if you're that judge, I hope you're sleeping well. And I hope someone uh, does it to you hmm. because you deserve it because you put that animal out there. And for the guy who witnessed it, thank you for at least finally going to the police, but shame on you for not doing something. Yeah. Shame on you for allowing someone to manhandle a woman, shove her into a car and take off with her. And because your wife was afraid and didn't want you to get involved, you did nothing. Think about if the fact if that was your child, yeah. what would you want someone to do? Stand there and do nothing? Or would you want them to try to do something? Sometimes life is scary and it's okay to be afraid. Everyone's afraid about something. And when something happens, it can shock you. It can scare you. But courage is the person that is downright deathly afraid but takes a step forward anyways. And that's what yeah. people need to do in that situation. So I'm going to get off my high horse, but I really feel bad for the uh, the people involved in this. Mr. Blanchard, you know, who's uh, his daughter, and then Walt being his stepdaughter and his wife. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I don't want to sound like a, a total jerk, but, like, I just – when I read about things like this, I read the first article when she first came up missing that everyone was posting around. And I just, I almost just, as I was reading through, I'm like, man, this is, this is horrible. Like the, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are and the ratios are of them ever finding the body or them finding somebody, but it just, it really just, I'm one of those guys that as I read, I'm just, I just, I get turned off and I just, every time I see a follow-up article, I'm like, man, I don't, I'm afraid to read it. I'm afraid to read to see what the results are, you know? And obviously this was on the news. This was everywhere. Like everywhere I turned, it was on sports center. It was on, you know, different part, different, different channels and networks. And obviously all over the internet, it's just, it's hard, <clears throat> but I agree with you on the term, on the fact that like judges, judges that do things like this should be held accountable. Oh um, yeah. It, they, that's that's the biggest we're seeing I don't want to get political at all but with the with politicians the same shit they need to be held accountable for stuff judges in this in scenarios like this need to be held accountable for stuff like this you know if something like this happens what there's got to be repercussions for what they what what they've done you know letting somebody out like this who's been accused of kidnapping and attempted murder like come on man did you think he wasn't going to do it again I mean, can, like, just come on. And then as far as the person who didn't want to get involved, there's no harm, no foul in approaching someone saying, hey, miss, are you okay? Is there anything wrong? Like, can I help? Like, it, <laughs> like even from across the, the parking lot to attract more attention to it. Like, hey, what's going on over there? You guys all right? Like, I don't, I just, I'm not saying you At a minimum, get yeah. on the phone. Exactly. Like, get, get At down, a minimum. Get down just, a, that's uh, doing something. 
get down a license plate, get called 911 and say like, hey, there's, I saw this, this is going on, this is the car, this is the make, this is the model, here's the license plate. You guys might want to follow up with this as soon as possible. You know, it's something along those lines. I mean, I know it sounds kind of stupid and cheesy, but it doesn't matter. I could be driving down the road and I, I was always afraid, I think, because I think maybe it's, gr it's grilled into us when we're kids. Like you don't call 911 unless it's emergency, emergency. But I just realized as I'm driving down the road and like something flies off the bed of someone's truck, right? And it's in the middle of the road. I'll call 911 and I'll be like, hey, there's something on the highway. Da -da -da. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Well, they direct me to somebody else and they, that person puts me through and the CHP gets okay. on there and they come down. So then there's not traffic jams and there's not accidents and there's no one's getting hurt. But it did, back then it was like when we were kids, we were taught like you don't need to like, – don't do that. Don't call 911. It's a real emergency. Well, what's an emergency to a five-year-old or an eight-year-old, you know? But as you're an adult, this is an emergency. And these are things that, like you said, just get on the phone and and make other people aware of the scenario and the situation that you saw. Perhaps it was nothing, but better, better to be safe than sorry. Uh, but I agree with you. Um, it is sad. And I'm somebody that kind of almost wants to just pretend like it's not there, but it is there. It's there. Oh, it's, it's you, everywhere. You, you definitely want to pretend like it's not there because it's yeah. nasty. And yeah. like, I, I've, I've been in that world and I'm going to say 99% of the people out there are good people. Yeah. But there's that 1% man. And they're the nastiest people there are. And they only understand one thing and that's you being nastier. Yeah. You know, and I, it's just you look and you go, God dang, teach your kids, teach them to look around, teach, you know, your wife, be aware of her surroundings, be aware of where you're at, be aware you park your car, be aware when you walk into a restaurant or where, when you walk into a store, look around, don't just expect that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I, I don't want you to be paranoid, yeah. but I, I can tell you, I go through life and I always, I'll sit in certain areas, you know, we, mm -hmm. we go and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll eat. I'll sit a certain way. I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to look at that. It's just habit now, Yeah. but it's a good habit. Yeah. It's kind of paranoid, but I just know in this type of situation, it was avoidable. Yeah. It was avoidable. And a young lady lost her life when it did not need to happen. She had a full life ahead of her. She's going to college, all these great things to look forward to. And it's taken from her by an animal. And I just feel horrible for her. And I feel horrible for the family. Yeah. So. Yeah, sending our condolences out to them and um Yeah. Let's know. get past this. I know it's, yeah. I, it's a bummer to start with, but it needed to be yeah. said. Yeah. All right. Um okay. Now Couple of big hard. fight announcements. Yeah. Yes, yes, Come we on. did. We did have some big fight announcements. You got to give week. the UFC that they did a good job of uh signing a couple of really good fights, fights people want to see, need to see. Yep. Let's the first one is going to be Connor Mm -hmm. against Donald Cerrone. I, and I've heard a whole lot of backlash yeah. about this fight. Why? No Why idea. is it that people have backlash against that fight? I just don't get it. They're both coming off of losses. Haven't, yep. they, haven't people figured out that the UFC has this kind of blueprint that when they have fighters lose, they take mm -hmm. those two losing fighters and they put them together because they want one of them to come out with a win. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think it's a great matchup. Yeah. Now, go ahead. I, I'm not saying I don't know who I think is going to win the fight, but that's just based upon knowing certain things and, you know, but anyone can win a fight. That's, that's why you do the fight. I'm not saying that there's not going to be a favorite. There is a favorite. It's going to be Connor. 
But Donald can win that fight. Cowboy can definitely come out and win that fight. He just needs to fight a certain type of fight. And what I'm going to ask you, what fight is that? Because I know what I know what I know what fight it is for me for him to win this fight. I know what fight it is, but I want to know if you and I are on the same page. What fight is that? Well, it, it's pretty simple. It's Cerrone has got a serious problem facing southpaws. Yep. If you go back on his record and you look at his losses, and I, I, I'm I'm shooting it off the top of my head. I don't know exactly. Let's say he has 12, 13, 14 losses in his career out of 50 mm -hmm. fights. And I would say that nine to 10 of them have been against Southpaws. And if you look at guys that either are Southpaw or switch stance into Southpaw, Anthony Pettis is a guy that he went Southpaw against Cerrone. Yep. Body kick ends the yep. fight. And, you know, RDA is Southpaw. There's a, there's a lot of guys, when you look at guys that give Cerrone problems, Southpaws are a problem for him. But, yep. There's no doubt in my mind, and I really have, I, I, I think Connor gets uh, not enough credit for his ground game. Mm -hmm. I do think he's got a, a good ground game. I think he's solid down there. It's just a matter of the guys that he's been facing when you talk about guys that have gotten him to the ground. Nate Diaz has got a real ground game, okay? Mm -hmm. this is, we're talking a guy that's got a, a, a series of submission victories in MMA. He's a real black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu he is good, and it isn't even the element of how good he is on the ground. Connor was tired, and that's what got him mm -hmm. in that fight, that first fight against Diaz. He 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 fell off the cliff. He went past that point, and when you're tired, I don't care who you are, you're going to go down. And then he had the loss to Khabib, but he did a lot of really good stuff in that loss to Khabib. But if I'm going to point out a spot that I think Donald can beat Connor, it's if he can get him to the ground. On the ground, Cerrone is fantastic. People have, I, I don't want to say they don't know, but I don't think he gets the credit or the recognition based upon a guy that likes to stand up and fight. Yeah. His ground game is nasty. Yeah. He has got great transitions on his ground game, and if he can get that fight to the ground and just work on Connor down there, yep. work at that, You know, use your ground and pound if you want, but set up the submissions, He's got the he has got the ground game to beat Connor on the ground. Okay, so two things. Yes, I agree with you one hundred percent. I agree that the best way for him to win this fight is on the ground, and I think he has a good chance of getting in there. Um, I also think that the where Connor is weak is in the clinch, knees, elbows, and the size of Donald Cerrone of being six foot six one somewhere in there. If he's able to push Connor to the fence. And dirty box him, grind him out, do all those things, keep his weight on him. Because let's not forget, the next part of this whole thing was, it's at 170. Which I think is hysterical, because <clears throat> God knows Donald Cerrone is not too big for Connor, but George Masvidal is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, because I honestly think it's kind of leading up to, if he gets, if Connor gets past um, Donald, then I do think George Masvidal might be his next opponent. Yeah, I think I think that's that's that a fight that they might put together. Would be a phenomenal fight. And I look, yeah, I'd I love to see it. I think this fight, and I think it's a mirror image of the Cerrone fight and Masvidal. It's a, it's a mirror image, except that Masvidal is a way better wrestler, and potentially it could get the fight down to the ground. I think a lot easier. Um, 
look, Cowboy Cerrone is his wrestling. I don't think is as any. It's not as good as Masvidal's, but his stand up is good. His kicking is phenomenal. His jujitsu, like you were saying, is drastically underestimated. His submissions are so damn good, and we saw it with yep. Mike Perry a little bit when I believe he swung for the armbar, switched over, went belly down on the armbar. I think is what it was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> look. He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal on the ground. And people are talking about, oh, well, you know, it, it, it's Cerrone. He's on a losing skid. He's, he's, he's older, this and that. I'm like, look, man. He is older. He is on a losing skid. That happens. Yeah, that's part of the game. And I guess that's for, like, I just feel that he has every, he, he does have a chance. But I agree with you on the Southpaw thing. I agree with you on that he is sometimes weak to the body. Connor has a phenomenal Body kick, toe, yep. a little toe kick to the body, a little push kick to the body, a little back. He likes to throw that rear body kick as well. He mixes it up from the body to the head. Um, I don't know if flexibility is going to be an issue if he can get that foot up to the head on, on Cowboy because Cowboy being another, what, two inches taller than him, I believe, an inch or two. So, I mean, I'm sure he can, but will it have the same pace on it? Will it have the same speed, you know, those the power on it to get it there? Look, I... I think this. I agree with you that I agree that it is the perfect fight for both of them. My concern is fight. my concern is that Donald has a really good chance of winning this fight at one seventy. And if he, if, I think the I think the one seventy benefits Cowboy more yes. than it benefits McGregor. I do too. I have no idea why Conor McGregor would have thought that this was a good idea. No idea. The only thing I could think of was exactly what I said in that I think he's setting it up saying. You know, Dana came out saying that oh, George Masvidal's yep. way too big for Connor. And if you wanna, if you wanna push Connor towards anything, tell him he can't do it. You know, <laughs> I think that. Yeah. In a, just in a, in a little bit of a you know a nutshell of what's going on here, I think Connor's saying, okay, I want that fight at 170, and then I want Masvidal next at 170 because I'm going to show you what too big is. Now. Does that mean he can beat him? I can't. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I think in Connor, Connor needs things to grab a hold of and have in that targeting system that he has. Because he, you look at what he did throughout his career, he called a lot of his own shots. And when I say called, I'm not saying he set up his own fights, but when that fight was set up, he called exactly what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. You know. And it worked for him a lot of, you know, the way throughout his career. And that's what made him, you know, Mystic Mac. He's got the ability to fight anyone. We, you know, when we talk about size, George Masvidal is not any bigger than Conor McGregor. Yeah. He's not. George Masvidal used to fight 155. I think yeah. Conor was the UFC lightweight champion at 155, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, just because he came from 145, he was... He was a skeleton at 145. Yeah, he looked he like was. he was a concentration camp victim. So I think it's good that he's not going back down to the featherweight. I don't think he can. I think 155 is a weight he can make. But I think 170 is a good weight as far as, hey, you know, this fight, it doesn't matter if you put them, Cowboy fights at lightweight and he fights at welterweight. That, what, what does it matter? It's healthier for both of them. Let them fight at that 170. And it does set up if Connor beats cowboy which he could do but cowboy could definitely beat him but if he gets past him i think you got that masvidal fight sitting there and that's an interesting fight yeah i feel like the masvidal fight is an easier fight than him fighting khabib again so it makes I, sense i just you can't put him against khabib again no but you i mean just, you've oh. got to see something that says he has a chance this time well here's okay? the and, thing. I'm, and i'm not saying he doesn't have a chance 
I know he has a chance. Everyone does. But he's got to prove it to the fan base for that to be something that they want to see. Well, there was a little bit of a buzz that I was hearing that he was potentially going to fight Islam Makachev, which made which he was also a southpaw, by the way. But then yeah. obviously now that he's fighting Cowboy Cerrone, which kind of th threw a little wrench in there. But in my mind, I had heard through some of the people that there was a little bit of talk of potentially it being Islam. And if it was going to be Islam and if he was able to beat Islam, then it made sense to give him the could be fighting next because that is his teammate. Not to mention Islam was a very good wrestler, phenomenal Sambo player. Um, you know, I believe he's a three or four time, maybe even a five time uh, world Sambo champion in his whatever weight class it is. I'm not familiar with how that all breaks down, but, um, that would have been something I could see. Okay, next, now you give him Khabib. But if they're going another route, which it seems like they are, like you're saying, towards maybe the Mazadal fight. I could I could see them going Cerrone, then Mazadal, if he does beat Cerrone. But let's, I, I, before, I just don't want to get ahead. I don't want to get ahead too much. I'm just, <laughs> Why sim not? I'm Think simply of the saying, Pull in cow the future. Cowboy could be having a red panty night. Just like, oh, he could disrupt the whole thing for him. Yeah. He could ruin That's the this. the best part. And people, I, I don't think people understand. At 170, his performances have been better at 170 than they have been at 155. On top of it, he will physically be, I think, stronger and bigger than than Conor McGregor. Clinch, knees, elbows, dirty boxing, getting in that, weighing on him against the fence, controlling him in the clinch, those type of things we have seen in the past. Nate Diaz was able to hold Conor McGregor against the fence a couple times, you know, and do some little bit of dirty boxing in there. I, Nate Diaz is not physically a strong person. He's good at jiu-jitsu. He's got, he's got a couple little tricks up his sleeves. But physically strong, he is not. And we saw that with the Masvidal fight. Cerrone has the ability and the capability to press him to the fence, control Conor against the fence a little bit, and land some, some dirty boxing, some knees, some elbows, those kind of things to really kind of start to maybe lump him up, cut him up, make him fight for that position, take some steam off of that straight left and those kicks. Yeah, well, it's exactly what you were talking about. If One of the things that I can tell you, just being in the cage with Conor, he controls distance so well. He understands that distance. He understands what he has to give and what, how far he needs to come forward to land his shot off, off of his counters. If Cerrone tries to play that outside distance game, he's going to lose. Just telling yeah. you straight out. He cannot be in that type of fight with Connor. He's going to end up getting beat by the accuracy and that control of that distance that Connor is so good at. It's, you know... Everyone's got their little gifts, and it is a gift that Connor has in understanding exactly where that distance needs to be at. So just like you're saying, Donald Cerrone needs to crush that distance. He needs to press Connor and create a crush of that space that Connor yep. is now consistently backing off and trying to circle away to create that distance again. And he's got to then crush it again. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's effort and it you're putting yourself in danger to do it. But if he can crush that distance and make it a boxing range fight where he can then get into clinch situations, that is exactly the fight that he needs to do to win that fight. Yeah, what, what Cowboy does, he has a tendency to sometimes do, is just take the center of the cage and just kind of like plot after yes. you. And, and he, he cannot he do cannot that. cannot do that. He cannot do that. And I, I, I've said this before. When you have someone who is extremely talented, extremely dynamic, and, and it tends to pack a pretty mean punch, I feel and and it has pretty good speed. I 
I've always said that you need to press them to the fence in the first round. Press them to the fence, make it more of like a pummeling match, a wrestling pummeling match, because then that takes a little bit of snap and a little bit of steam off of their punches. And when you do that, it slows the pace just a tad second, which makes it easier for you to slip punches, makes it easier oh, for yeah. you to get out. You know, like it makes it easy for you to counter. You can see them coming a little bit more. We saw that in the first Nate Diaz fight, and we even saw it later on as it went on. But to go back to Donald Cerrone, Cerrone has, like I said, he you're saying he needs to crush that distance. And I agree 100% he needs to crush that distance. But the other thing, too, is that when you talked about the people he's had problems with, the Southpaws, Nate Diaz was one of them because he controlled the distance with his long-range striking. Okay, Pettis, same thing with the footwork. He has better, I think Connor has better footwork than Pettis does as far as how he keeps the distance and the range on how he sets things up. Also, Pettis throws good body kicks on that side. But Conor McGregor relies a lot on that toe kick and a lot on that body kick on that side. Tons. You saw go back to the Chad Mendes fight. He used he utilized it over and over and over. And I just feel that he's going to go to the well a lot on that in this fight because of his stance. He's also going to start using that straight left and coming over the top of that right hook. He's going to keep that distance with that that toe kick, and he's going to keep that distance with the straight left and the overhand right or the over yeah the overhand right. If Cerrone doesn't keep him pressed to that fence, it could potentially be a short night for him. But I'm not saying he yep. needs to force the takedown, but like you said, he needs to crush that distance. He needs to press him to the fence. He needs to make him work. Pumble. Elbows inside. Everything. Connor is going to be shooting that left straight hand to the body consistently. He is going to work because he, if anybody has watched tape on Cowboy, he has shown a you know, a penchant to where he gets hurt to the body. Yeah. And and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. People sit there and go, oh, you know, he just needs to do more ab work. It's like, no, no that's not quite what it is. I hate no. to tell you that, you know, certain guys, you know, their liver might be a little bit bigger. It just gets affected differently. And so since Connor has seen that he gets affected to the body, you know he's going to be shooting all that. So how do you sit there and take some of that long distance striking away? Well, crush it down and, inside cowboys elbows he's very slick with creating a frame and then sliding that elbow across and having power on it those are the types of fights that you need to bring into this realm you don't have to win the rounds don't worry about it. if you lose the first round so what if you lose the second round so what just make him work make yeah. him accept damage and make him work at a pace that he's just not quite comfortable with. You do that, you're on your road to victory. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Make him set a pace that he's not comfortable with, and then as the fight goes on, it, like you've seen with the Nate Diaz fight, he slowed down a lot. Mm -hmm. He slowed down on both fights a lot. You know, even the Nate Diaz, in the in the five round Nate Diaz fight, he slowed down quite a bit. So well, I did the I did that five round Nate Diaz, and and you could look at Connor instead of he he learned from that first fight because in the first fight he was throwing power the whole time. And he didn't do that in that second fight. And when he hurt Nate, he just stood there, relaxed, said, come on, stand up. He was in that mode of, I'm going to be the guy controlling the pace of mm -hmm. this fight. And that's what he did. And that's why there were certain times when Nate kind of got it close and he was breaking him down with shots, you know, end of the third round, you know, he had him up against Kate. Connor was tired. He's breathing heavy. Yeah. And, Connor was able to get himself through that. So that's a learning experience for Connor, and he's learned how to deal with those situations even more now. So it's going to be harder for Cowboy to make that situation occur, but it can happen. Yeah.
Yeah, people under people underestimate how smart Connor is and how good he is on the ground, like you were saying earlier. <laughs> and he's phenomenal. Like the, he he's he's a very smart fighter. He, yeah, he fights. He he fights obviously to the other person's weaknesses. And there's a story that goes around about the whole Chad Mendes fight. About I guess apparently he told Dana White in the back, "I'm gonna take him into the second round. I'm gonna drown him. I'm gonna let him go ahead and take me down. I'm gonna let him keep you, but I'm gonna keep trying to get up. I'm gonna keep trying to make him work." And he's doing. He did exactly to Chad Mendes is what we're trying to tell Donald Cerrone to do to him. You know, yep. and the same thing with anybody that fights him. I feel that, look, Conor McGregor is extremely smart, extremely talented, but it seems like he's so explosive. He's got that explosive problem with like, most people that are fast and explosive. Fast have. twitch muscle fiber fast athlete, twitch, man. Yes, and they tend to slow down as the fight goes on. And he has that. He has yeah. that in him. BJ and I, Penn. Yep, exactly. They just tend to slow down as the fight goes on. Now, BJ might have been because he just didn't do cardio, but Connor doesn't seem like he has that problem. <laughs> BJ's my boy, but let's. Uh, there's there's been time. BJ, let's go run. I'm gonna run later. I'm gonna just do it on my own. Oh, okay. he did. Okay, he buddy. did run later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> BJ's my boy, but I like to I like to give him a hard time about the cardio part. Uh, but look, Connor's an extremely smart fighter, and I'm excited for this fight. I am concerned that the fight's at 170. You're giving Cerrone an opportunity and a chance to be in this fight. Um, but it does set up the Mazadal scenario if this does happen and says, hey, and it is, it is takes him away from the Khabib talk, which is what I like. I think Conor McGregor, if he beats Cowboy, he's, he's right back where he needs to be, right in that conversation of where do I go next, and I'm still the money fight. I'm still the red panty night for all you bitches. That's exactly <laughs> what he's, he's in. He's like, hey, any of you guys starting to fight me, it's red panty night for you guys. And that's really what it comes down to. He wants to still be that name that no matter what happens after he beats Cerrone, he's back in that red panty conversation. I'm the guy that's going to sell tickets and make you guys all money. And it's true. Now, if he loses to Cowboy, that starts to drop off. If he beats oh, Cowboy, yeah. There's trouble. And if he beats Cowboy, which I, th I think there's a good chance he will, but if Cowboy fights a smart fight like we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes, I think he has a great opportunity and chance. And the fact that it's a 170, I think he, have, he has an even greater chance of winning this fight. And I'm, a, I'm an old school guy, and even though, even though I'm a Conor McGregor nut rider, and I think he's fucking done an amazing job for the sport and done a great job for himself, I, I just, I'm going to ride and die with Cowboy because, I mean, Cowboy's been around since I've been around. You know, we, we some old dudes, man. And I love watching the guy fight. Like I said, he's been the company guy. He's been the token guy for the UFC. And I just want nothing but the best for that guy. And I enjoy watching every single one of his fights. And like I said last week, is I will finally, finally, not bootleg a pay-per-view. I will buy this one just because Cowboy and Connor are fighting. I will pay. And I'll even buy it in HD, Cowboy, just for you because I want to make sure you get as much money as you can. All right, buddy? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I will not bootleg it. I will buy the $75 HD version. So he's so. going to get that extra three cents. Whatever. <laughs> I'm the one guy. At least I'm telling everybody. I'm telling everyone, buy your pay-per-views. Buy it be in cheap. HD, right? Buy it in HD. An extra 10 bucks goes a long way. I don't even know if that's how much it is more. But I think if, if you look at the, the scenario set up, and if you're in Connor's camp, you're looking and saying, look, this is going to take place January 18th, beginning of the year. I get past Cowboy. I get a fight with Cerrone somewhere around June. You mean Masvidal? June, July. Masvidal. Uh, yeah, against, I'm sorry, against Masvidal. And then I get past Masvidal, and then I take Khabib on at the end of the year. That's three fights in one year. That's your perfect scenario for Connor. 
I have a feeling that's the way he's kind of looking at it. Doesn't mean, you know, there's a lot of work to be done to make that that happen. But, a lot a lot needs to happen, though. For, like, here's the thing. I, I hate doing this because, and I'm going to give you guys a scenario where I was involved in, is I had myself, I had Gray Maynard, and I had somebody, uh, and Khabib. Khabib was like 20-0 and 0 or 21-0 and 0 at the time. Oh, Gray, just that Khabib guy. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> Gray Maynard was, I want to say, number three, and I was ranked number five or something like that. And people just kept bombarding us with questions like, you know, are you going to fight Gray if it happens? And I'm like... There's so many things that need to happen in the process of before Gray and I would even get to each other. And the same thing with Khabib being, you know, in that top echelon of guys. I just feel like in a picture-perfect world, yes, the Masvidal fight would be perfect if Masvidal waited until June or July or maybe even August, whatever it is. But now you're asking a guy who's on a roll to take a break. Yep. And I just don't know if – that's smart on Connor's part. That's, yes, there that's you go. Not, that's <laughs> not smart on – Mazadal's part. I think he needs to have another fight in there somewhere in the middle to keep his mind and keep his keep everything on point. Can't no distractions. And he just he doesn't strike me as somebody that will be distracted right now at this point in his career, given all the great things that have been happening to him and all the hard work he's too put mature. in. Yeah, he's too mature. And I've been watching a lot of his interviews and I, I just got done watching his uh food truck diaries with um with uh Brendan Schaub. Brendan. And and I'm telling you, man. He's got a, he's got his head on his shoulders and he's phenomenal. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the future holds for him. But I think he needs to have a fight in the middle there if he's gonna if he plans on potentially fighting Connor. So he stays fresh, keeps his his uh, techniques on point, and hopefully during that time can you know and develop some some new tricks and stuff like that to work against Connor. But I'd love to see that fight, and I like where your mind's at. I'm glad to see that you and I are on the same page. See, yeah, hey, hey. look at the big <laughs> look at the big brain on John. Look at the big brain on Brad, baby. Uh, all right. <laughs> so let's talk about the next fight. Let's talk about your boy. My boy. My boy. Look, um, Khabib and Tony Ferguson. I mean, that's look, a, I've. That's the fight. How many times have we tried to see this? How many times, how many times has the UFC tried to put it on and failure every time? I want you. To, I want everyone just to put bubble wrap around yeah. both of those guys. This is this is the fifth, the fifth or the sixth time. I think it's the fifth. fifth yeah. It's the fifth. I think right? it's the fifth. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow, um, that's a lot. Okay, you know what I'm going to do <clears throat> because I know everyone's going to say that I'm biased. Is I'm going to take that's the Tony Ferguson side. That's because you are. <laughs> I know I am not. There is. No, I, I actually. I people just they don't like to hear the truth, and that's the problem. It's like give it oh, to okay. you guys directly. Yeah. How about you take Khabib, and I will take Tony, and I will give reasons on how and why Tony will win, and you give reasons on how why Khabib will win. I think it's I good should. that we take sides. Like I'm going to take Tony's side now. Everyone knows that I train with Khabib. Khabib's one of my one of my close friends uh, at AK. Look, Tony I'm gonna, used to work out at my school. There you go. So, oh, this yes, <laughs> I, 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 that's right. That's right. That's I think right. Yeah. I think it is best that we do it this way. So you do, huh? So people All can. Right, so, so all right, so let can. me let me hear let me hear your side. Why does Tony win this fight? Okay, so I don't think Tony does. You're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Look, um, look, I, I look. Pete, look at here. Look, look, look at. Look, look at. Look at. Look at. Look at. He has a really good chance of winning this fight. He's got a great he, chance. He of winning has this a fight. phenomenal chance of winning this fight. Now, do I think he will? No, but I think that it's going to be. It's gonna, I think it's going to go all five. 
not only do I think it's going to go all five, I think that it's going to be potentially a split decision. And I, I also believe that there will be a lot of damage in this fight. A lot of damage on both parts. Khabib will do a lot of ground and pound and a lot of nasty stuff. And I also think that Khabib will also get cut. Not once, not twice, potentially even three <laughs> or four times. And I'm speaking from experience. But if you go back and, and look, there's a there's an image, like a not a, I'm not a meme, but there's an image of like the last seven or eight guys that Tony's fought. And all of us are just busted up. Like it's cut up, busted up from punches, from elbows, from from everything, knees, doesn't matter what it is. Everyone it's is nasty. cut. Everyone is cut up. <clears throat> and I've said this multiple times. Khabib tends to shave his head or have, you know, no hair on his head when he fights. And I get concerned. <laughs> no I, hair. I, yeah, no hair when he fights. And I get concerned with elbows being that he leaves his head in that position to be elbowed at all times when he is shooting against the fence, trying to get the takedown. And Tony does not care if he is on bottom. Okay? That's the great thing about Tony is that he will take this fight anywhere. You take me down, I don't care. I'll just fight from my back. Okay, and and I'll hit my Darces, and I'll hit my my Anacondas, and I'll hit my Triangles, and I'll hit my Kimuras, you know. And, and I'll hit my Platas, and yeah. I'm gonna hit my Gogos. And yep, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna dangerous. shoot I'm gonna shoot every submission I can until you finally like shit, man. I'm gonna back out of this guard, and when you back out, I'm gonna get back to my feet. That is very smart. He's ex yeah. he's extremely smart. I wouldn't say he's. I don't know if his fight IQ is good. I just know that he's. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm good being, for his style. I'm, yeah, I'm being. I, I, he's created this fight IQ. The fight yes. IQ that he has is this: I'm good everywhere, and fuck you, bring it to me, and I will fight you anywhere I need to fight you to win this fight. And the other thing that I will say: the length, the reach, the distance, all those things. The push kick will be key. Khabib has a tendency to sometimes, like, kind of parry down push kicks. Sweep. Guess he what? Sweeps. And when yeah. he sweeps, like you're talking about. I, I did that, and guess what? By the end of the first round, I had a huge uh, hematoma or whatever you want to call on my forearm. It was so and swollen, I couldn't can hardly hardly feel your hand. I could I couldn't even I couldn't block kicks anymore. I actually had to use the other hand to try and block with my elbow. I it just it changed that changed how I approached the fight. The second thing is on how I approached the fight was, and I did an interview with BJPenn.com, little shameless plug there for them. Um, I did an interview with them while I was in London, and I shot a double leg on him right off the bat, was in deep. He just turned and rolled with it, got back to his feet, and I was like, well, fuck. That ruined that's, on how I approached these the things. That's the difference right there. He's not going to fight the takedown <laughs> nope. like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different different mindset that tony has as far as that takedown in oh you want to go to the ground no problem and i'm going to roll with it and i'm going to see if i can come out on top yep but if i can i'm not worried about it yep and that's a big difference you got to figure these guys have faced a lot of the same fighters mm -hmm. gleason tebow rda abel trujillo michael johnson there's your one big difference right there but in all of these this is a matter of You've got to look and say, Gleason Tebow, Khabib went to a decision with him. Tony got rid of him. Rear naked yeah. choke. Yeah. Uh, Abel Trujillo, same thing. Rear naked choke by Tony, decision by Khabib. Yeah. RDA went to a decision with both. All right. Michael Johnson is the last loss that Tony Ferguson has. Yeah. 
Michael Johnson won a unanimous decision against Tony Ferguson in a fight that Tony didn't fight smart, didn't have the same style. Oh, the other guy that they have also is Edson Barbosa. Yeah. Edson Barbosa. Darce choke by Tony Ferguson, and Tony broke Edson down. And Khabib was in that same manner of breaking him down but couldn't get rid of him ended up with unanimous decision now it was a lopsided unanimous decision Khabib you know just dominated the fight but there's all these fights that they have the same opponents where Khabib is getting a decision and Tony is getting a finish yeah the big difference is Khabib finished Michael Johnson but Michael Johnson was a different fighter when Khabib fought him than when Tony did too They're, they're just on a different plane and so you look at what's going on here. Khabib needs to fight a specific fight to beat Tony Ferguson. And he needs to be in that mindset of, I will put myself in these positions that you say you're comfortable with, and I'm going to make you uncomfortable with what you think you're comfortable with. That's the that's where I think Khabib needs to put this fight for him to grind out a fight against Tony because he is not going to physically break Tony. It's not going to happen. Tony does not have that in his head. No. You are not going to push him past that cliff as far as exercise output in that he gets exhausted. That's not going to happen. And you are mentally not going to break him. Khabib can talk to Tony all he wants and just realize that every word you say will be two words coming back in the yeah. opposite from Tony talking back to you. Yeah. So don't work, don't don't get into this whole thing of I want to mentally break him. You're not going to do that. There are those guys you look and you go, this guy just does not break. Yeah. And so in that, what I need to do is I need to physically just put him in positions where he cannot damage me, but I can damage him. That's the game plan. That's the fight plan. And Khabib does that most of the time. But <clears throat> He's going to have a difficult time just coming in on Tony based upon Tony's length. And when I, t- we, I talk about long levers, John, John Jones has got very long levers. Tony doesn't look that strong. Tony's strong. He's strong really? because he's got leverage strength. Yeah, yeah when you get yeah, into certain situations with him, he's got leverage strength. He doesn't I'll, have weightlifting strength, but I'll give leverage you, strength I'll give you he that. has. I'll give and you that. He, and when he creates a squeeze, he's got a hell of a squeeze, mm-hmm. especially on that Darce or that Anaconda because his arms get so deep on it mm-hmm. that he's able to – he expands his chest with it and he just creates this this crushing squeeze that yeah. a lot of guys think, I can survive, and all of a sudden they're going unconscious because yeah. before where they were able to survive, they did, and you're not going to be able to do that against him. So Khabib needs to be very careful about where – he puts his head yep. when he goes to take Tony down. No, I agree. I absolutely agree with you. He reminds me a lot of Mike Swick. Um, Swick was, wasn't feel physically strong, but he had oh. the leverage strength. And like you yeah. said, when he got in deep on guillotines, that's why they call it the Swickatine. Like whatever yeah. it was, like that was I, it. Like when he got in deep, and the same thing with Nate Diaz. You see it. He puts in that guillotine or he gets to the neck and it's done. It happens quick because they're so long and they're lanky and, the, and just they have that strength, like you said, leverage strength. I just feel that Tony, you are right, cannot be broken. I think also, too, as the fight goes on, he tends to kind of – just keep that same steady pace. Now, I prided myself on 
dragging, because I was never the best wrestler, never the best kickboxer, never the best boxer, never the best submission guy. But I prided myself on waiting, weathering the storm in the first round with all fights. And then after that, I just tried to push the pace as fast as I could. He was somebody that was still there in the second and the third, no matter how hard I pushed. Even though I got rocked when I fought him, I'm speaking from experience because I fought him, is he didn't physically feel strong at all. But I did notice this. He has phenomenal wrist control because his hands are ginormous. Big. They yeah. are so big. He grabbed at so, my forearm and so, his fingers so when touched. It, when he grabs at your wrist and you can't break it, what is that? Here, Tony is Tony is good about this. He doesn't try to outmuscle you. No. He doesn't try to physically just make you think, wow, this guy's strong. Yep. He will only turn it on at certain times. Yeah. But when he turns it on, you go, damn, he's got some strength there. Yep. And you yep. can feel it. And so he, he's got that, what I call that leverage strength. And grabbing a wrist, it's just part of how that long levers. He's got long fingers, long hands, and he's able to loop mm -hmm. around just a little bit deeper than the average yep. lightweight is able to. And so it's a difference when all of a sudden now he's grabbing your wrist and you're used to being able to turn your arm out or bring an elbow over. You just can't yeah. do it the same way. Because there's a there, I want to say it was somewhere in the second or maybe in the third round. He went for a Kimura on me, and I was like, I just pulled my arm back, and I thought I was going to get away, and never could get it away. And he ended up sweeping me with it, getting into the top position. He wasn't physically stronger than me. I just couldn't get my arm back. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like I can't get my wrist back. And I, like I said, I knew I was in. I knew that there was going to be some issues with the with the wrist control and the hand control. When I shook his hand at the weigh-ins, his hand wrapped all the way around my hand. And I was like, all right, this is going to be a little different. So we, I got to stay out of the clinch kind of positions and things like that. I, in my mind, was already thinking that. His hands are big. He's not physically strong. But like you said, he has leverage strength, whether he gets wrist control. He actually grabbed it to my forearm, and his fingers still touched around my forearm, and he slid his hand down to my glove. Now, slide. <laughs> that's, yep, that's an old trick. We, you know, like yep. You slide your, your, your pinky into the glove, so now they, yep. no matter what they do, they can't get it out, even if they roll towards the thumb, any of that. Smart smart on his part. He's, But like I said, you, you and I have talked about this. Khabib rests his head in positions to be elbowed, to be need. That's that's going to be the biggest to, problem. To be choked, to be that all, is that's going to be. He has got in in this camp. Khabib has got to work on head position. Yep, his head needs to be center line and up from that sternum to that chin. That's where your head is at. When it starts to go inside to other all either side. He's going to have a problem. Now, he, if he is in guard, he needs to be careful of keeping his head yes. in that sternum. I was wondering where you were so going with that. Yeah. Everything is you know, depending <clears throat> upon your position. But if you're against the cage, don't stick your, you know, in the stand up clinch, don't stick your head to that left or right. I want your head center line into his chin up. Don't, don't give him that side to side. And then if it hits the ground, I don't want your head specifically there. I need you to start to posture your head away or bring your head up high. Bring your head in position over the top of his head. That will keep him from being able to use his elbows like he likes to do. Yeah, but he will still be able to hit you from his back, and he will. And even though I felt like he doesn't hit hard, he hit. He hits you when he did hit me hard. He hit me on the end of his punch, like he snaps and turns at the very end. At the very end of the punch, that's just that's good technique. Even though, like, I think people look at him and like when I first started watching him fight. 
I was like, oh man, this guy's not that good. He just got good conditioning. <laughs> like he's just tough. Like he's a big, tall guy. He's just not that nah, good. He's good. But then as I started watching him, when I got announced that I was fighting him, I started watching some of his past fights. I was like, wow, I never give this guy the credit that he deserved. This guy's phenomenal. He's good. Like he's not just good in terms of like conditioning and cardio and he sets a pace and sure he can take a shot. He was he just really was good. And then he started just tapping everyone with chokes and and Darces and I was like, oh wow. But to go back to what you were talking about, like they have a lot of common opponents. Tony was able to to beat a lot of the guys that and yep. finish them, whereas Khabib wasn't. But I also want to remind people that I've trained with Khabib for a while and that Khabib for the longest time was somebody that was like he didn't really care for the submission. He wanted to keep pushing you and pushing you and trying to break you. I think in the Connor fight we saw, and we saw it with somebody else, I believe, too. Uh, he Michael him, Johnson. Michael Johnson. Is yeah. that he, he really just comes down. Now he's like, okay, look, why am I wasting more rounds in here? Let's just get him out of here. So I think if he, the opportunity presents itself in a position where he doesn't have to give up position, where he's on the back with Conor McGregor. Let's see if we can get the joke, if I, or the choke. If I can't get the choke, okay, go back to ground and pounding. I just don't see him going for submissions that may potentially lose him the position. If he's on the back, I think he'll go for it. I don't think like guillotine stuff like that. He may potentially get put on bottom. He's just not that. He's not that risk taker of like, look, I'm dominating this fight from the top position. There's no reason for me to like try to go for a guillotine, elevate you, lift you up, let you get back to your feet, any of those things. I feel that if he's on the back, he'll go for the choke, the rear naked choke. Outside of that, maybe even a side choke. Maybe even a side choke. But I don't think anything outside of those chokes, I, I just don't see it. I don't see I don't see that happening. I don't think he's just someone that's gonna keep he's gonna someone that's gonna keep grinding, keep doing work, keep putting his but you brought up a good point. If he's on top, he I feel like he needs to keep his head off the center line. I think he needs to keep it ear to ear. And I on think the he ground, needs, he does. And I think he needs to keep it on the side choke position. So if he has a side choke or a head and arm like choke position, he needs to have his head on the outside so he can't be elbowed. Those are the two positions I think that he he does very well. But he, that has to do with him keeping Tony's back flat on the ground. And after fighting Tony, he's he just never stops moving. But he it just, also means that he's got to give up his leg lace that he loves. Yes. Because he's not going to get his head where it yeah. needs to be yeah. if he's got the leg lace. His head's going to be down towards that sternum, and that's going to be a problem. Yes, I mean, down by the waist, which is perfect if Tony's back yeah. is against the fence. So he'll be yep. able to hit the, he'll be able to elbow the side of the head, elbow the top of the head, any of those things. And those, those will not stop. No. Tony will throw those for five minutes of the round, yep. and he is just going to be a, a, a guy with a ton of little tiny cuts and a bunch of you know little yep. goose eggs all over yep. his head. If that's what he does. So he's going to have to change what he normally does mm -hmm. in a fight to be successful. I don't think Khabib can get rid of Tony. No. I don't think he's got the stand-up power to knock him out. He can obviously, you know, hit Tony and, and anybody can get hurt. Yeah. And he could put him out. But submission-wise, he's not going to put Tony out. So Tony, in my opinion, has the ability to get a submission in this fight. He's got that ability. Yeah, he or does. he's got the ability to get a TKO stoppage based upon exactly what you're saying, a lot of cuts that just start adding up that a doctor looks at and goes, oh, it's too much. Yep. And he's got that. So he's got three routes, in my opinion, he can get a win. Where I look at Khabib and I go, you can absolutely get a decision victory here. You can grind this out and you mm -hmm. can get that. But I don't see you stopping him. 
I don't see you submitting him. No. And I just see it's a five-round fight if you're going to win this fight. Well, l- let's not get ahead of ourselves. He was able to Khabib was able to drop Connor. Um Tony yeah, ha- but to- you got, Tony you has look at, the, look at the situation when he yeah. dropped him and Tony, what was occurring. But Tony has been hurt and been wobbled quite a bit. He fought uh what Venata. Was his name Venata? Yeah. Lando Venata. Lando Venata. He fought that yeah. was a fucking phenomenal fight, by the way. <laughs> um but that fight right there showed that he can be hurt, he can be in, he can be rocked. He can was it Michael Johnson he got rocked by? Yeah, he got he got rocked by John. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he got rocked by John. I mean, like he's been he's been rocked. I, I want to say Kevin Lee also rocked him. Kevin Lee. I'm yeah. Like, you know, there was Kev, there was a point in there. Did did Kevin Barboza ended up on top of him? Did Barboza rock him or drop him? Uh, in the Barboza first round? had some moments. You know, when you say rock, each guy hit him with good shots. Yes. And there was there was moments where you look and you yeah. go, oh, could that be the? And he just keeps coming forward, walking through it. I was amazed. I, I did his fight against Edson Barboza, mm-hmm. and I was amazed at what he was taking yeah. as far as kicks and as far as punches to the head. The Some of the body shots that Barboza hit him with, you know, I was like, damn, I know that freaking hurt. He just oh. walked through it like it was nothing. Yeah. You know, he's, that's why I said you cannot break him. That ain't going to happen. No, no. You got to tell yourself, well, I know I'm not going to break him, but I'm just going to make his life miserable. I'm gonna. Yeah. I am gonna sit here and every round let him know the same thing is gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, that's the way for Khabib to win this fight. And Khabib, absolutely, he's the champ. He could win this fight, walk away, and go, "Hey, told you." Yeah, you know, there's yeah, nobody out there that's gonna stop me. He could, but, but I'm gonna go this back. This is the fight where I look and I go, and, and you can look at go back to Dustin Poirier. You know, I I love Dustin as a fighter, but where did you see Dustin beating Khabib? Well, if you're going to say he's going to beat him anywhere, it's going to be with a stand-up. Yeah. It's going to be that he's going to be able to touch that chin and hurt him and get rid of him. We looked and said, well, he's got a really good guillotine choke. And he actually pulled it out in the fight and had it deep, but mm-hmm. wasn't able to get it to that finish like he needed to. But the way for Dustin was to knock him out. Other than that, it was like, I, I just don't see you getting that submission. I don't see that happening. And I don't see you being able to ride this fight out yeah. as a five-round victory uh, by a decision. So there, you looked at the routes, and the routes were more towards Khabib. In this fight, I got to tell you, you know, and I'm taking the side of Khabib. Mm-hmm. I'm in his corner. I'm saying, we need to. this is what we need to do. And we specifically work on head position, depending upon if we're in the stand-up clinch or if we're on the ground, two yeah. different positions for our head. But our <laughs> head has got to be in the right place, and I've got to get you to – be very judicious mm-hmm. with the use of the leg lace. If you go to that leg lace, I need you to do certain things and make sure that his back is not against the cage. I can't have it. If I yeah. have your with his back against the cage and you're leg lacing, you're going to be in a position where he's going to start to unload on you and we could be in trouble just based upon not damage as far as you're hurt, but damage as far as cuts that are just going to start to intensify and create a situation where we bring a ringside physician in that stops our fight. Yeah, being Tony Ferguson, there's a couple things that I know I do very well. I do a lot of things. I do. I basically fight anywhere I want. I've got to be very careful, though, being reckless and careless because that could put me in a position where I could get submitted in the exchange where I don't want to be 
I wouldn't expect that he would finish try to go for a finish. You know, Tony's very good at he'll just turn his back and give his back. Khabib's hip control, wrist control, things like that to break me back down, to, to break Tony back down, will put him back to his butt, opening the neck. Tony's got to be careful. I know he likes to just go ahead and do all of his funky rolling around stuff. That will be a factor, I think, in the first, second round. It will be even more of a factor, I think, as the fight goes on, as you get slippery. Because you'll be able to get out of things that you could potentially wouldn't have been able to get out of before in the first, maybe even somewhat into the second round. I think with Tony, he needs to start. He needs to start off right off the right off the bat, utilizing his push kick. Okay, he needs to utilize and keep the distance and the range. The other thing is that he needs to switch his stance consistently. He needs to keep could be guessing. Well, that's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all yeah, yeah. He does. That's all he does. But I'm uh. saying he needs to make sure that he stays on track with that. He needs to make yeah. sure he never stays in one spot for too long. You know, um, he also needs to make sure that he stays tight with his defense. We saw with the Connor fight. Look. I'm not saying that Tony Tony doesn't care if he gets taken down, but that doesn't mean that he's not just going to try to stop the takedown. There will be times where he tries to defend it if he gets in deep, and there's times where he may just roll with it. Yeah, I think it depends on what the scenario presents him. Um, but I think starting off with the push kicks, making sure you switch your stance, keeping your range, staying a long-distance fighter, I think will we'll, we'll play dividends as the fight goes on. You're going to make Khabib to try to... You're going to force Khabib to try and shoot from a further distance outside. I think also... Like you said, Khabib needs to focus on where his head goes. Tony needs to keep that in mind. In every moment, wherever there is, wherever his head is, I need to think, where can I do damage? Where can I try to cut him? Where can I, like, if he, honestly, I have two Mercedes-Benz cuts on the top right here on my forehead. <laughs> they look like Mercedes-Benz because I was in his guard. And when, when, I, when he pulled me into his guard, I was like, oh, I'm good. I can rest here and do work. Biggest mistake of my life. There was no rest, and I was getting I was getting worked, not doing work. It was a big yep. difference. So that scenario there is that he gets one wrist control and he elbows with the other hand, the other elbow. So you can't really posture and do a whole lot. So he's wrist control and elbowing did a lot of damage, changed the dynamic of the fight. I already had a big cut on the side of my head on this side, but he also had two other cuts that were dripping down into my face. This one here was not. These two were so. If, if he ends up pulling Khabib into guard, that's where a lot of the work can be done. Khabib's need to make sure, he needs to make sure he either puts his head to the fence and posture up so the submissions are taken away, or he needs to try and get out, get out of the guard and maybe reattack by trying to pass or get into half guard position so he can hide his head from getting cut and elbowed. Everywhere Khabib puts his head, there's a danger of guillotine, there's a danger of darts, and there's a danger of being cut. We may yeah. potentially see a stand-up fight. <laughs> and I know it sounds crazy, but I know. in a lot of ways, you're looking saying, hey, it might not be a bad thing for us to just sit there and his stand-up is not that powerful. Tony's stand-up, he doesn't have that that big knockout power. He, he can overwhelm you, overwhelm, you, overwhelm you, my God, I can't even talk, with volume. Yeah. And that's a concern, but... I just don't see Khabib being that fighter that is this, he can get away from what his natural instinct is. His natural instinct is, yeah, I'm going to use my hands to to throw here to set up my takedown, and I am going to get you to the ground where I know that I can get to that point where I can do damage on you and you can't damage me. Yeah. So I, I just see I can understand if, like, you know, Javi Mendez comes up with a game plan. Hey, I want you to stand up in these situations. Don't don't just be shooting for the takedown. Let it come. 
Don't worry about it. You think about your hands and what you're doing. But Tony is a guy that volume-wise, and he does a lot of crazy things, and when you're talking about him switching stances, one of the things that Tony does that is wrong is he gets himself caught in that transition from being orthodox to southpaw, and he ends up getting square because he's throwing a punch or he's throwing an elbow at the time, and he ends up landing with his foot, and he's all, all of a sudden square, and instead of backing himself off, he's got that mindset, I'm coming forward, so he'll come forward square, those are moments right there that Khabib can take advantage of. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that's going on in this fight. That's what makes it such an interesting fight and such a great matchup between the two. This is the fight, if you're looking, saying, in the lightweight division, what's the fight that should have been made? And they did try. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything about that. But it had to come back around. This is the fight that both guys have an absolute quality chance of winning this fight. The first time they were supposed to fight, it, even the second time, it would have done nowhere near the numbers it's about to do right now. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. It's It's been built to that point. Yeah. You go, all right, this thing's going to just explode. Yeah. When when this thing happens, what's yeah. it, in April? I think this is the, yes. the date of it now. April is it's, what it is now. That is going to be a huge, yep. huge pay-per-view card. It will be huge. Um, Tony, has the, Tony has the potential to make Khabib uncomfortable in all the places he's normally comfortable in. Yeah. And absolutely. that is going to change the dynamic of how this fight comes about and and how this fight all plays out. And I'm telling you right now, I cannot fucking wait for this fight. <laughs> I'm telling you like I just I just hope I really hope we get the best Tony because we've seen really good Tony. We've seen him really good. He's been phenomenal, but he has he has taken some. He's taken, even though when he fought Pettit, he took some big shots in that fight. There was there was, yeah. there was a back and forth fight, and it should have against Cerrone. It, it should yeah first it sh- round. It shouldn't have been that close. You know what I mean? Like in my mind, I'm like this fight shouldn't have been that close. Pettis is good, but I felt like Tony's at a different level right now. He's all you know all the way on the way up. You know, and so when he gets to that. We get to Tony and we get to Tony and Khabib. I just this is where the MMA math doesn't add up. You know what I mean? Like I try the Khabib and Tony. Like I said, it may he makes Khabib uncomfortable in all the positions he's comfortable in, and it's gonna make for a fucking amazing fight. And yep. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this fight. And I gotta tip my hat to the UFC. I don't do that very often, you guys, but I'm gonna tip my hat to them and say like I'm glad that they finally put this fight together. I think uh, I feel bad because I felt like Tony should have got it. Should have fought Dustin Poirier for that interim title to fight Khabib already. But look, we are where we're at now. The scenario is set. The the date is set. Everything is set. I just hope we didn't miss the Pacquiao Mayweather fight where like we got the older Pacquiao versus now we've got a little bit of the older Tony. Because, you know, it's been years. It's been years since this fight was supposed to come about. Yeah, with Tony... I'm trying to think. What, is Tony, what, they're going to be 36? I think, 30, fight? I think 37. I think he, is 37? Maybe it's you know, Khabib's what thirty one. Uh, I think he's thirty. It might be thirty one now. He might yeah. be thirty one now. So yeah, it's. I I, I always go by how no, much I, dam, yeah. damage someone's taken. It's the amount of damage in fights, and Khabib hasn't taken hardly no. any, and Tony has taken some shots, but he's he's walked through everything, and he's never, you know, only early in his career, early in his career, he took some big shots. Yeah. So. 
he's been good lately, so we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited. That's it. What you want? <clears throat> Tony turns 36 in February, and okay. uh, Khabib just turned 31. Yes, yeah, I was 31. right. Okay. So he'll be 36 for the fight, so he's 35 okay. now. Okay. Hey. Okay. Come on. Okay. It's perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotta love it. I, I'm excited for the fight, man. Like I said, it, it poses threats to Khabib, and I train with him, so I'm glad that you broke down Khabib the way he needs to win. I'm glad I broke down Tony the way he needs to win. Um, it just it just made it, it. I don't have to read the comment section how I'm biased and I'm I'm Khabib this Khabib that you know. So. Uh, I, I'll get the comments. That you don't even understand. Yeah. Khabib. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. No, no. What I'm gonna get though now is in the comments section about how. Dude, I can't believe you're you're giving away the game plan. Like, look, there's there's no uh, secret. It, there's no secret to the way either one of these no guys fights. Any of this? Yeah, there's no secrets. These guys have seen each other fight you know 10 15 times easily you know they know each other they've trained for each other four times before this that's full, exactly it full camps you know and most so of, you know most of all that stuff and that's good because a lot of that will only make it for a better fight yep because they're so well you know versed in what they wanted to do what have they seen lately are they going to change anything in that plan of how to attack them but i you know i look at both guys they know each other They've watched each other, you know, come along. They know the strengths. They know where they believe there's a weakness that they can attack. Mm-hmm. And so it'll it'll be a really interesting. Just the first round's not going to be that great, in my opinion. It's going to be a lot of feeling out. There's going to be a lot of, hey, I, I just want to see what you're going to do when I when I do this. Let's see your reaction. Let's see what you come with. Mm-hmm. But I think in the end, it's going to be just a phenomenal fight. Yeah. I don't think Tony's gonna wait. I think he's gonna come across that cage and he's just gonna start he might. throwing. He's gonna start just throwing shit at <laughs> he him. He might, yeah. Like push kicks, side kicks, fucking jumping, rolling, oh, yeah, whatever you, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, whatever, he'll whatever. It. Yeah, he'll do it. Like I say, he doesn't care where the fight goes, and I gotta respect him a lot. I respect him a lot for that, man. He's got to look out for the rolling thunder. Yeah, I've just, <laughs> I honestly, like people thought I would come out and say like. You know, after I fought Tony, I'd have a bunch of shitty things to say about him. No, man, the guy, the guy is a phenomenal athlete, and he's a hard worker. You can see he's a hard worker. I did think he was getting dicked around a little bit, you know, by the UFC and the whole scenario of the fight, and and but it was very unfortunate what happened to him with his knee. I'm glad that he's where he is at now, and this is the fight that the world's been wanting to see. You know, Khabib yeah. and him has been has been on display. It's supposed to be on display. You know. Almost five years, I think over five years ago or five years ago. You know, it's like this fight was supposed to happen multiple times, and I'm glad it's coming to, coming all about. So, uh, what else did we have? I had texted you over some other stuff we were going to talk about. I want to say congratulations to John Wayne Parr. Yes. The man, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Mm. Dude, he, uh, he had his uh, retirement fight, finally, yeah. I guess. Let's <laughs> say finally. John has had what about 150 professional fights. It's insane. I mean, it's just crazy how many he was. I think in kickboxing, he was right at 99. I I called his the hundredth. Uh, what was supposed to be a fight, he was trying to get his hundredth win on it, and I actually thought he won the fight. And they gave it to the other guy. I was like, nah. But he uh, had a final boxing match against another uh, Aussie legend in Mundine and. Came away with the unanimous decision victory, and congratulations to him. I mean, you look at a guy that is so, he's done so much. There's an actual picture of John that shows him from a Muay Thai fight where it looks like he was in a knife fight. <laughs> he has got more scars, more more stitches. He's got wow. stitches everywhere on his face. He probably has a total, I'm just guessing, 
of 80 some to 90 some stitches on his face from this wow. fight you look and you go yep that's a lot of fun right there but wow. that's john man he's just a legend and congratulations on you know getting a win in that last boxing match last fight of your career i know he needs a hip replacement he said so yeah good luck with that but man what a, what a career that guy has had yeah i i've uh, had an opportunity to watch him fight a couple times and He's he's just a really good guy, man. He's just oh, fun. he's such a good guy. Very energetic, very fun to be around. Like just you know, I don't know. Like there's just certain people when they walk into a room, you're just like, hey, what's up? Like you just, I for me, anyways, I I find like I just they walk into a room and you're like, I can connect with that person. I can I can kind of like you know, and it just it's uh he he's that guy, and um I love seeing all the funny stuff he does on his social media, and if you guys get a chance, check him out, and um. But look, yeah, phenomenal. Congratulations on a, on a great career. You, man, that's a lot of fights. <laughs> that's a lot of oh, fights. Oh, oh. You were talking about the, the all the, the the scars and stuff. It's so funny. I was just flipping through like a magazine. I don't want to say like probably about a year, six months ago. I, I, just flipping through it a couple weeks ago. About a six months ago. And they had an old picture of hockey uh, hockey. Goalies. Hockey goalies? Without, oh, yeah, when they, they didn't have the mask? When they didn't wear masks. Oh, yeah. Oh, just crazy. <laughs> That's what, hey, that, I swear to you, ha, have Dave look up a picture. I'm sure if he just pulls up yeah. John Wayne Parr, he'll pull up the, the, the picture I'm talking about. Wow. It looks like he was in a knife fight, man. It's wow. crazy. You look and you go, that did not go the way it was supposed to. For you. <laughs> <laughs> He's, what, a, um, what a great human being. And like you said, if you if you ever get to meet him, he's so humble. Yeah. You know, no one would even know that he fights, and he's he is just nice so tough, so good at what he did for so long, just an incredible ambassador for the sport of Muay Thai, yeah. and then kickboxing also, and boxing. Yeah. Great guy. Congratulations on a great career, John Wayne Parr. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, you want You had on your list... Um, to talk about Masvidal not caring about the Usman Kobe fight. Oh yeah, what do you think of that? I like it. I I, I really do, and I and I like it. And it's telling. That's that's part of why I I kind of uh, said the thing I said about Connor. Uh -huh. Is I honestly believe that they, you know, they they've kind of figured it out and said, all right, we're gonna we're gonna put this fight together with Cowboy, and if Connor. Beats Cowboy, he gets past Cowboy. Masvidal will, will make that fight. And I think Masvidal is comfortable with that, knows that that's a great fight for his career as far mm -hmm. as he's going to make a lot of money. It's uh, setting him up well. You know, if there's one thing, people can sit there and say what they want. It's called prize fighting. Mm -hmm. All right? Every MMA fighter, you know, it started a certain way, but it, it got the same way as boxing in the why are we fighting? You're fighting for money. Yeah. You know, you're not fighting because you hate somebody. You're fighting because you get paid. This is how you make your living. And Masvidal is smart enough to know hey, a fight with Connor gets you paid more money than fighting even for that title. So why do I not want that fight? Let Usman and Colby, and you know, he's got his little problem now with Colby anyways. Let them let them do their stuff. I don't give a damn about fighting either one right now. Eventually, if that's what comes about, great, it comes about. My idea is to fight the fights that are interesting to me, that get me excited, that make me want to get in the gym and train hard and prepare. That's, 
I, what I believe Masvidal is at right now. He's talked about, hey, I would love to get that fight against Nick Diaz. I don't know if that's going to happen, if that's going to come about. That'd be a cool fight. That would be a cool fight. And if he, he waits around and gets that fight, you know, if Connor ends up beating Cowboy, then he gets a fight against Connor. That's a great fight, too. I, I, again, I'll put my money down to each. They'll get my pay-per-view money. I don't steal anything, but <laughs> it's a matter of, you know, each one is a fight I would love to see. So, you know, I, I don't I don't blame him for saying I don't I don't care about the belt. Uh, here's the thing. He just proved with the Nate fight that even though they put the BMF belt up there and they made one for it and this and that. But look, bottom line is he has hit a level now. Like, like I feel like Connor has. They don't need to fight for titles. They just need to no. fight. Like, they don't need to say, I'm fighting this guy for the title. No, I don't. They don't care. They don't need that. Certain guys in their career, they need that. Like, other guys making their way up, they need that. They need to say, I've yeah. been a champion, so they can turn around and try and do something. Like but guys that are talking mouthpieces, Mazadal has done a great job of marketing himself. The whole Tony Montana thing, the whole Scar, <laughs> like, that whole style of what he's that doing. That was beautiful. Is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I think finally now you're able to get behind him. Before he didn't really have a character. He has a character now. Out, honestly, I, I hate to give credit to the WWE because Dave's right here, but it's true. You need to find these guys are people are attaching themselves to them because they have found themselves a character. Colby Covington is this MAGA supporter. You know, um, Style Bender is this break dancer slash like you know entertaining fighter you have connor who's a talking mouthpiece who's from from ireland and from you know from dublin but from ireland you know you have these guys mazadal has found his character it's exactly who he is he just found a way to market himself with phenomenal wins over ben Askren, his big win over nate like he really has just catapulted himself into this i don't need a title shot sure a title does great but the ufc i think now they realize the guys who were big money guys and they're like okay look how about we not just have you fight for the title because it's going to hold up the whole division or whatever. You're going to wait around for the for the for the title fight. Let's have you fight this fight, you know, where a lot of people will tune in and watch. And it's perfect. It's perfect. The Conor McGregor doesn't need a title. Masvidal doesn't need a title. Um, I can't think of but really, Leon Edwards does. John Jones. John Jones doesn't need a title. Leon Edwards does. Yes, he does. Yes. And that's you know, it's it's actually the, and this is what I talk about. You know, he wants to fight with Masvidal, but he wants a shot at the title. That fight with Masvidal is not as important to Leon Edwards as if he gets a chance at the winner of Colby and Kamaru. Yep. That is a fight that that's important, and that will establish, that will, that will be justification for everything that yep. you know he has done and what people say about him. He gets that title fight. He gets the title. Now you take and you bring Masvidal back into the picture against Leon Edwards if Edwards is the champion. Yeah. Now you really got something too because of what happened before. So there's all kinds of ways to build mm -hmm. things. Yeah, yeah, I mean like in an ideal world, okay, for Masvidal, he waits for Connor, Connor gets the win against Cowboy, he fights Connor, he beats Connor and then Leon becomes champion after Usman or Kobe fight. There you and go. And then you have the the oh, colliding for the title. So on. now you have the super fight and that makes perfect sense. And uh, look at the big brain on Big John. There you go, UFC. You can you can take all that. Just go ahead and yeah, just take yeah, it. yep, yep. <laughs> I won't charge you a ten percent fee for this nah, matchmaking. Not at all. Yeah, uh, but I, I agree. Like I said, there's certain guys that in, in each pro, in promotions that they don't need 
the title to, to succeed or to no. promote their fights. And and no. Masvidal has now become one of them. Connor is one of them. I don't think Nate is. I think Nate is one of them. Nick Diaz is one of them. I can't think of anyone right off the top of my head. Who else? Uh, George St. Pierre. He's definitely one of them. They don't need title shots. They just need to fight. So question, so. is George going to fight again? Ooh, ooh. Come on, baby. Uh, look, I think if he beats Tony, if Khabib beats Tony, I think there's a good chance he could fight Tony. I think also if Mazadal beats Connor, you could potentially see Mazadal in GSP. If yeah, I think if Mazadal, yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, there's all kind. By having him sit on the outside, here's the yep. one thing that, and this is what we're talking about. He doesn't have to fight for the title. No, you don't have to put him in a title fight. But you know, he, that being said, GSP. I think wants the triple crown. He oh, wants, he wants that lightweight belt. He wants that lightweight belt. I just don't know if he can make fifty-five, man. I just don't think it's smart. Yeah. But I will say, you know, when he fought, um, he fought Bisping, and I, I remember watching him weigh in a couple of days before uh, on the UFC scale, and he weighed in, and it was I want to say he was at one eighty-seven and a half with his. With his jeans and his belt on. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's like, you know, he was he was never any, and he looked bigger yeah. back then, you know. But you could tell he had tried to put weight on. He just, you know, yeah. and he said, he goes, "I just can't, I can't keep the weight on." Yeah, I know. And yeah. so, you know, he was never meant for that 185 division. So I think going to 55 would actually, he could do that better than he was able to and try to keep weight on going to 185. You know, he. uh he was drinking. I know he drank, you know, a gallon of water before the way. Oh, jeez. For that, hey, you know, so you got to yeah. do what you got to do. You know, make you know, make it look good. Get to that I, weight. I did notice a, a significant difference though in his pace of fight in that fight with Bisbee. Yeah, he did slow down quite a bit. Oh yeah. He just yep. wasn't the same guy. And I also go back to like Luke Rockhold. He went up at two hundred five, and he slowed down. Just immensely slow down like into the second round going with uh jan i can't remember his last name black black wicks. black wicks yeah so like um it just some guys can put it on and carry it well and some guys can't um gsp looked like he struggled to kind of carry the weight just uh luckily he was a way better wrestler than bisping speaking you know? of rockle did you see his uh, grappling match against rodriguez no how'd it go he lost, well, he lost. okay <laughs> uh but he, he didn't get submitted or anything, but yeah. no, he, he lost. Yeah, I mean, Luke is really good on the ground. I don't oh, know he's how really it, good on the ground. I don't know ground. how it went. Did he get destroyed? Did he get dominated? Like, was he, he able to? He got dominated. No, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, but he's, it was, he's, he's good on the you're ground. You're looking at Nick Rodriguez is yes. fucking good on the ground, he's too. He's really good. And just to step in there, being an MMA fighter, not being that guy that's that pure grappler coming in and grappling all the time and just yeah. doing all this stuff. I give, I give him credit in that you know he was he made it competitive he was you know he was in the match you know maybe he got dominated in certain positions and stuff but yeah. I give him credit because that's not like going against a nobody yeah Rodriguez is a he's the real deal when it comes to grappling he may not be the number one guy he came in second ADCC so yeah yeah did he other, come in second I think he did I think he came in second I could be wrong there but the the other thing I want to remind people about there was a fight that. Rockhold had fought, like I think right before he had fought Weidman, and he had just decided to, I am already in LA, I'm just going to go sign up for Jiu-Jitsu uh, Worlds. 
and he went out there as a brown belt. And he, I think, I want to say he lost in the semifinals or the finals. Uh, and uh, unless he won it, I can't remember. Anyways, either won it or anyways, but it, he he ended up getting his brown belt, ended up being in the semifinals or the finals. And it, and he just decided he really just walked out of the nightclub on Saturday night. He's like, hey, I have until Monday to sign up. So I might as well sign up. So he signed up, goes down there, and he competes, and ends up getting into the finals or the semifinals. <laughs> I mean, just fun. He's he's really he's really really good. And this was in gi also. Not it's not enough like we train in the gi all the time when we're training for fights. But he he really he really is something special. Um, you know, he's obviously had a, a run of bad luck, you know, in the fight game. But it's good. I'm glad to see him doing these these uh, jujitsu things. Maybe that'll rejuvenate on what he wants to do in his career. Yeah, maybe it'll get you know the juices flowing and make him. Uh decide that he's going to come back and put the effort in that he needs to put in to be the guy that he could be. Yeah, I think he probably walked straight out of the Playboy Mansion right onto that mat against Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs) That's Rockhold. I can tell you that right now. He probably walked right out of the Playboy Mansion. was like, fuck it. Let's go fucking have this match real quick. I'll come back. You know. Anyways, but it's, it's funny. It's funny to... It's funny just to think of all the. I remember when he walked into the gym and he was just, you know, I was like, "Wow, you're a handful, kid." <laughs> you know, I was like, and "That's <laughs> that was coming from me," you know, and uh, yeah, but coming from you, just, that's he, saying a lot because yeah. uh, Mr. Uh, maturity at the time, yeah. I don't think that was quite your uh, direction. <laughs> no, it was it was not. <laughs> but uh, he was like the bigger little brother that I never wanted, <laughs> but I got it was he was a lot so bigger. But he was fun though. He was always he was always a. I was always a good guy, man. I just enjoy having him around the gym. Have enjoyed being around him. Good kid. Um, anything else? No, nah, man. <sighs> what else? What do we we have Hawaii in a couple weeks. Yeah, which is nice, and we're gonna be out there for a long. We're working with the USO, which is nice. Be there. Are you going in on Sunday? You'll be there Sunday. Yeah, I go in on the fourteenth. So oh, you're going there. That is Saturday. Saturday. That's Saturday. Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Hey, wow. we got a lot of work to do with you. I got, I got, I got, we got th- classes to teach. We got food to give out. We got, I don't know. Yeah. We're doing all kinds of stuff. Yes, That's we good. are. I enjoy I, the whole I, thing. I think we're, uh, there's also a day too that we're swimming with the sharks. All right, let's go. I, yeah, I think it's on Sunday, uh, Sunday or I Monday. No problem with that. I think we're swimming with the sharks. That's going to be, uh, outside my wheelhouse, man. I'm deathly afraid of sharks. <laughs> I'm such a sissy. Well, it's, look at it this way. If you and I go out there together, they're going to look and go, why do I want that little tidbit when yeah. I got that fat bastard right there, man? <laughs> that's, that's true. I, like I, I've, I've learned this a long time ago. I don't have to be the fastest swimmer. I just got to be faster than you. Well, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. You're screwed there. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You played water polo in college. Yeah. That's you right. Beat, you ain't beating me in swimming, dude. That's right. <laughs> Even at this age, I can still swim. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm fucked. I better bring someone else that can't swim very well. <laughs> I, you know what oh, I'll good. do is I'll just take your flippers off. There I'm you go. good. You I'm out of here. You're good. Just I'll, pull I'll, those and go. Yeah. That's oh it. shit! Well, hey, today was a good show. I really enjoyed the show. I think mean, it was good. That good we breakdown were... of the fights. Yeah, looking forward to them, man. There's some good. There's some good stuff coming up, and that's always that makes it fun. And here's you know the thing: what? I will say this with the UFC. Every time I think that there's like ah, there's not really any good fights to put together, they come up with a good fight to put together, and they get it to work. You know, like the the Nate and the and the Masvidal fight. Well, you're right. You're right. It's funny because they they you know. It's the end of the year, and it seems like they they've put a, you know a bunch of shows out there, but just nothing was that you know you were looking. That's the well, I can't wait for that fight. Yeah. Now they have the December fourteenth show, 
which is stacked. It's loaded. Yeah. But I haven't. You haven't really even heard a whole lot no. about it. No. I think, you know, and so yeah. I think need they to break. We need to break that one down next. I think they know that that card is loaded, so it'll pretty much like kind of sell itself as it gets like a week or two away. You know, which you are pretty much getting up on two weeks away now. But I think it's going to start selling itself here shortly. You know. Um, I'm excited for that fight as well, you know, and that's the Colby, oh. that's the Colby fight, right? Colby and Usman. That's fight. Colby against Usman, but also Holloway against Volkanovski. Ooh, you were saying that's that's a good fight to see how well Patricio Pitbull yep. would do against Max Holloway. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, we caught a lot of flack for that comment, by the way. I don't care. <laughs> I know it's true. Uh, good deal. I'm telling you right now, Pitbull's better than Volkanovski. Oh, okay. All right. So. Thanks. You've been in the cage with all of them, so, I mean, hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, my man. Well, hey, you have a wonderful Sunday. What are you doing today? Watching some football? Do you watch football? I, you know, I, I I catch it. Not like I used to, man. I used to be addicted, but, you know, yeah. I still watch certain certain games and stuff. But I have a lot of work to do at the house. I have I have stripping to put down on floors and stuff, so we call, I have now, I'm now going to work. I've, I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard merry men call that the honeydew list. That is the honey list. <laughs> and it is long and distinguished. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, what else is there? Uh, there was something else I was going to tell you. Oh, did you catch the Iron Bowl yesterday? Auburn and Alabama. I did not oh. see that. I got to I got to see Ohio State and Michigan. You got that was a the Iron Bowl was I mean, I wanted I wanted Michigan to win. I'm not a, yeah. I, I'm not a big Ohio State fan. I don't mind Ohio State, but I, I just wanted Michigan. I like Jim Harbaugh. Um Ohio State just yeah, Spanked they them. smacked him. But the the Alabama Auburn game was phenomenal. It went down to a final field goal kick, and who won it? I don't even know who won. It's Auburn won with the field goal. Oh, kick kick Bama. Yeah, down, yep, gone. they're out, man. They're you out should, of the out of the BCS. They're out, yeah, they're out of the tournament now. There's no way yeah. of them getting in. There's no way of yeah. them being able to be pushed in there. I love that it. is so hard to keep things, you know, every year. And you got to look mm -hmm. and say, Nick Saban. I don't care what anyone wants to yeah. say. He's a phenomenal coach. He'll be yeah. back next year, and he's still every year, year in and year out, winning teams that put on great performances. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes up and down. I mean, but he he definitely been up there in that talk title conversation every year. All right, my man. Well, hey, have a happy right, Sunday, and we will Same see here. you. Uh, we'll talk. Maybe we'll see try. You. Yeah, I'll, oh, I'll, yeah well, I'll see if there's something else. Maybe tomorrow, if some if more news drops Monday, Tuesday, but let's try and get another one in sometime. Absolutely. All right, my Talk man. to you later, brother. Talk to you later, bud. Bye. Bye.